0: Hello, and welcome to the Construction Revolution Podcast, where we explore the trends, technologies, organizations, and people that are changing what the construction industry will look like tomorrow. I'm Ian Wright, and today I'm joined by Christy Martindale, Executive Vice President and Chief Product and Marketing Officer at Sarcos Robotics. Sarcos Robotics manufactures robotic solutions for industrial construction and defense applications. They're building exoskeletons, real sci-fi stuff, like the Guardian XO, a full-body exoskeleton designed to increase worker capability and reduce the risk of occupational injuries. The Guardian XT takes the upper body of the XO and turns it into a teleoperated robot that can bring human dexterity to hazardous environments. Seriously, go check out their website. There's a ton of really cool stuff on there. Christy, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me, Ian. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: So maybe to start, can you give us a bit of a a history of the company? Um, What was the vision when it was founded back in 1983? Were exoskeletons on the roadmap all the way back then?
1: Well, in early 1983, it was uh, originally spun out of the University of Utah, and its focus at that time was really about... um, finding uh, kinematic equivalent types of robotic systems, so really looking at the biomechanics of of systems and how that might be applied in a robotics sense. Really, the vision we're exploring today came about in 2015 when there was a management buyout of the company. Ben Wolf and Fraser Smith bought the company. And at that time is when we really took all of the learnings over the many years of developing robotic systems and focused all of that energy on developing systems, robots that would really be applicable in industrial environments with the intent and the mission of saving lives and preventing injuries.
0: Uh, So can you tell us a bit more about about the products that you're offering?
1: Absolutely. So there's, in our product portfolio, we have two flagship products that are applicable to the construction sector. And those are the Guardian XO, the one you referenced in your introduction, that is a full-bodied powered exoskeleton suit. It has the capability of lifting up to 200 pounds. And all of the weight that the robot will lift goes through the robot through the force. So the Guardian XO allows the human to operate with little impact to the human's body. Uh, The human doesn't feel the weight of the item or of the robot itself. So we call that 100% load relief uh, so that the body of the operator is not impacted at all. Uh, It has hot swappable batteries which allows it to effectively operate continuously over a duration of a work shift. So There's three batteries in the back of the exoskeleton and they're hot swappable. So you can uh, swap one out when it's uh, running low and put a new one in and continue continue to do your work. And the Guardian XO was designed to work in those unstructured environments that you typically find in a construction type of environment. So, the other item we have the other flagship product is the guardian xt and as you noted it is the upper portion of the guardian xo and we made it teleoperated meaning that you can operate it from a distance you don't have to be in the robot to to operate it and what it's capable of doing in addition to lifting the 200 pounds similar to the guardian xo it also um, can be mounted onto any base so if you think about the types of tools and equipment in a construction type of environment where you have boom tracks or you have lifts you have scissor lifts it allows you to put the guardian xt into those scenarios So that the at height work that is very risky for humans to do, it allows the humans to do so in a more safe manner.
0: That's really interesting. So you're talking about reducing liability through sort of robotic uh, augmentation. I'm curious: with with the exo, is there a lot of um, customization that goes into the into the wearer of it? Like, can you can you just step into it, or do you need to be measured? Does it need to be adjusted?
1: So the Guardian XO, uh, the current version is uh, 5'9 to 6'2 is uh, the height. But uh, the commercial one that we're launching at the end of this year will support anyone from the height of 5' to the height of 6'2. And what we really see both the Guardian XO and the Guardian XT being capable of doing is equalizing the workforce. So if you can imagine, I'm small, I'm five foot one, and there's no way I could be lifting this type of equipment and moving it through a construction site or even my house. And what we see is this um, normalizing of the workforce. So somebody like me could technically work in a construction environment and do that heavy lifting that typically is uh, reserved for larger, more with uh, larger people with a better lift capacity, if you will.
0: So with the wave of retirement that's coming from the baby boomer generation, uh, there's been a lot of ink spilled over the impending skills gap that's going to come as a result. Uh, so it sounds like, do you see your solutions as as partially addressing this?
1: Absolutely. Um, In the studies we've done, there's over 20, 21% of the workers are over the age of 55. Um, So a lot of industries, uh, the they're aging out of the workforce. um, And we do see it addressing it in two ways. One, uh, the Guardian XO or the Guardian XT will allow people to work in the jobs uh, for a longer period of time, because there's less injuries, less uh, strain to their body. So it's allowing, if somebody wants to be in that role for a longer period of time, they're able to. It also allows it to appeal to the younger generation. Right now, the younger generation is really not interested in, in going into these trades that are very fatiguing and, and difficult types of environments to work in. But when you tell them they get to be a robot pilot or a robot operator, that changes the game a little bit, right? Um, everybody loves a robot. And so it um, allows them to see it's there's the opportunity here that is not as taxing and will allow me to, you know, learn some some new skills. And it is definitely... Helping to level that playing field and open the aperture of the workforce of people that would come in.
0: What's the learning curve like on the Guardian XO? Like, can I just get in and, and within a few minutes, uh, I'm, you know, lifting two hundred pounds, or do I need, <laughs> do I need some training, some time to get used to it?
1: So the Guardian XO is kinematic equivalent. So what we mean by that is it effectively um, acts as an extension of you as a human. So when you move your arm, uh, the robot is moving along with you so you're not pushing or pulling it's uh there's about 125 or more sensors in the guardian xo and the frame the word we use is it's a get out of the way controls um, work throughout the guardian xo and what that means is the robot's job is to stay out of your way as a human so as you move your arm it's moving within 100 milliseconds it's very very fast so it's very easy to learn just because it's operating, we call it augmenting the human. It's operating as an extension of you as a person. Um, that said, what you would have, I mean, it's a piece of equipment, right? And so for safety and those types of things, you would have a training period that would be similar to, say, operating a forklift in the, in the um, industrial environment.
0: Sure, that makes sense. Now you're working in uh, industrial environments, construction, uh, the defense sector. I'm curious about the biggest differences that you're seeing between them in terms of the applications that your uh, products are seeing or uh, maybe even the adoption rates.
1: Absolutely. So the work is very similar. So in defense and industrial sectors, if you think about the work that's being done, it's it's consistent in terms of what we're focusing on. So we're focusing on things like um, the last mile of moving types of um, equipment, so logistics, moving big, heavy equipment. Um, There's a lot of logistics and building in um, the defense sector as well as obviously the industrial, commercial sector. And there's a lot of repairs in in both sectors. So if you think about repair, maintenance, and inspection, that crosses through both both. Areas and so, if you look at some of the types of activities that um, a Guardian XO or Guardian XT could perform, um, constructing and de- deconstructing scaffolding. A lot of scaffolding work um, is not only laborious but it can be dangerous. Things dropping from above down to another level, and again, the the just general logistics of shipping and receiving, moving. Uh, pallets or moving boxes of um, equipment or tools that are coming to a site those five gallon if you think about those five gallon paint cans that are in construction and there's other kinds of liquids in other areas and those weigh somewhere around 70 pounds depending on the liquid that's inside of it so lots of logistics lots of moving of materials and equipment in both sectors
0: so it sounds like these, I mean, we're not talking about very, you know, necessarily highly specialized tasks, but tasks that are come with a certain degree of risk and that um, have some, you know, injury associated with them or some strain associated with them. I'm curious about, just to kind of extend onto the construction industry specifically, where do you think you see the biggest benefits for for users?
1: So in the construction industry specific, specifically, it's really around um, the at-height work for the Guardian XT. So the at height work uh, is the fourth leading cause of inju- injuries in in the workspace and um, many of those heights um, if they're above 30 feet can be uh, they can cause death so people die from those injuries at falling at height and the type of work you can do with the Guardian XT since it's teleoperated you can use off-the-shelf tools there's you um, What we call an end effector which is essentially the robot's hand it allows it to use and pick up off the shelf shelf tools so you can use things like uh, power tools at height um, custom assembly tools welding and cutting equipment and you can do so at a distance so the person can be on the ground safe out of the hazard environment and perform this dexterous task So when you mentioned earlier skilled work it many of these tasks do required skilled labor right if you think about welding um, a welder is a skilled labor and some of the um, environments and ways they have to get in there to do the welding it's it's you have to be a contor- contortionist to get in there and, and do the weld um, and so this would allow, um, that skilled laborer or skilled worker to be again more distant and remote and perform the task uh, that would be at height and would keep them out of harm's way.
0: Makes sense. Now I understand Sarcos was recently cited in an article on the biggest trends of 2022. I'm curious, why do you think robotic systems like yours would be would be trending this year?
1: One of the biggest challenges I think is what you raised earlier in terms of the labor shortage. There's just simply not enough workers uh, for people to do the jobs they need to do um, construction is specifically one of the highest hit industries um, there was two million jobs lost they had at the beginning of covid four hundred thirty thousand job openings um, in the u.s for for construction workers as you noted Uh, There are many uh, people aging out, so 21% of that workforce is over 55. They're retiring. Um, And so being able to help augment the workers, uh, the staff, the teams that you have out in the field is one of those critical things. Everyone's trying to figure out how to do more work um, and, and meet their productivity targets with the teams that they have. And I think robots are one of those ways they're able to gain efficiencies and and do that work in a more effective manner while also keeping their existing teams more safe.
0: Great. Can we talk about price? Because I think um, anyone, you know, business-minded is going to be wondering, um, what's the ROI? How do, how do you measure it?
1: So there's a number of ways we measure ROI, a uh, couple of ways, obviously the more straightforward way is we look at the deployment of either the guardian XO or the guardian XT, the equivalent of a fully burdened um, full-time employee. So we deploy our robots on a robot as a service model, uh, which means that you can lease the robot on a one, two, or three year path. And, um, it will always show up to work. Our, we'll do all the service, the maintenance, all software upgrades. Um, but then when you look at other intangible, um, the cost of injuries on the job. Uh, for shoulder injury, as an example, the average payout in workers' compensation is about $46,000. Um, they have to pay a wage premium to their workers anywhere from 10 to 30% for any workers working at height. Um, and then you look at the cost of workers' comp. Um, there's a huge cost of workers' comp anytime someone gets hit, hurt. Uh, when someone's hurt on the job, there's a productivity impact and that often they have to shut down the job to do uh, an assessment of what happened. And that could be anywhere from an hour to how two days, um, depending on what the injury was so that they can make sure they understand and and they resolve that issue. And then, when you look at even um, the cost of fatigue, um, that there's estimates that it's somewhere around one hundred and thirty six billion dollars in lost production just due to people being tired. I mean, there's only so long the human body can do a, a laborious task, especially if you think about some of these extreme environments in which they're working in um the heat or the the extreme cold so um we see all of those factors as ways companies look at modeling the roi for deploying these types of systems
0: sure yeah it, i think it makes a lot of sense to focus on the risks that you're avoiding and the reduction of liability um the point about fatigue is a very good one too so I'm, I'm curious about you know given all this what's the kind of the long-term vision or the goal is is it to have uh, guardians in, in every job site are they replacing traditional equipment are they are they supplementing or uh, what's the vision of, of 10 20 30 years from now
1: Wow that's a long time in robot years <laughs> <laughs> can, can we get to the end of this year when we're commercially launching our systems uh, but absolutely we it, we're not looking to um, really there there's nothing in the market right now that is doing what we're trying to solve for really working in those unstructured environments being able to lift up to 200 pounds with a single worker that's the other thing you have osha guidelines where uh you should only uh lift up to 35 pounds that's the guideline so if you even think about that from an roi perspective a single person um, can lift up to 200 pounds Without having to do a team lift and bringing other people in, um, as far as what's out in the construction world, I've I've been out um, many many sites. Obviously, there's lots of different tools. You have forklifts, you have uh, boom cranes, you have scissor lifts. What I found is um, the construction world is is so extraordinarily creative in that if something doesn't exist to do the job, they will figure out how to make something else do the job. That doesn't always mean it's safe. <laughs> it just means they're going to figure out how to get that job done. And so everything from moving rebar to using uh, forklifts to maybe lift something that it's it's not intended to do. And so oftentimes this is where those, those entries come in. So we really just see it as another tool in the tool chest that's solving those problems that the existing tools that have been available for many, many years aren't able to solve for a myriad of reasons.
0: Great. I I have one final question. This is a question I'm trying to ask every guest on the Construction Revolution podcast. Christy, what do you think is the biggest driver of revolution in construction today?
1: I think it's the same as many, many other industries in that um, this need to continually do more with less, uh, the impact of uh, workers moving out of the industry, uh, retiring out. And I love to tell the story when on a job site wants to do an interview with a customer and he was thrilled. His his comment exactly was, I'm so excited to have someone come to me and talk about innovation and that's not showing me an iPad. So they're really hungry for something that will really um, transform and help move the industry forward. They're one of the few industries that haven't been able to take advantage as much of technology evolution and technology boom just because of the nature of the work. So they're really excited about the potential of bringing solutions in that will really revolutionize how work is done in the industry.
0: Christy Martindale from Sarcos Robotics, thanks very much for joining us today.
1: Thank you. Appreciate your time.